Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley, and each week I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon prep, and they will share some things with us that we did not hear in the sermon. The goal of the podcast is to ask things like, why did our church need to hear this message on Sunday? Or, why did you personally need to preach this message? The pastors will also share some practical next steps. We're glad you're here listening. Here's my conversation with Pastor Jeff. Hey Jeff, this is our last Cut for Time episode for a while. We're going to take the summer off and um, we're going to, yeah, Um, hey, we've got exciting um, podcasts that we're rolling out that are faith stories every week. So we figured we don't need to bombard people's um, podcast feed or, you know, take up all that space. So especially not with me, it, you know, um, people will get a nice break and yeah. hear from other people at faith. Yeah. So Jeff, today in our podcast, for those listening, let's wrap up the series of James and also look forward to our new series in Proverbs that we're going to be starting this Sunday. Um, so why don't you do a quick um, overview of your sermon from Sunday, which was going through the passage, James 5, chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. And then um, just kind of give us some ideas of things you want to like want to leave us with. What should uh, we walk away knowing after studying this book of James? Mm, good, good stuff. Um... Give me the prompt to at some point about that illustration that I left hanging. Okay. Um, Yeah. So James has been kind of a good challenge, I would say, if I can put it that way. Um, As you recall, like back at the beginning, he doesn't like lead into what he's going to tell us to do with a lot of reminders of who we are and all that Jesus has done for us. He's just sort of writing to us as the community of God's people who already know what it means to be in relationship with God. And he's saying, if that's really true about you, here's some things that should be showing up in your life. Like this is, this is not just things to know. This is, if you really claim to know Jesus, here are some ways it should be evidenced. Here's the way people should see it in things like the way, and especially in the way that we speak to one another and the way that we live, our our words and our actions. Those just come out so clearly in James. Mm -hmm. He sounds a lot like an Old Testament prophet, uh, a lot of concern for justice and uh, not just personal righteousness or holiness or right living, but also more concern for how we are living together as a community and how we're living out our faith. Uh, So concern for widows and orphans and watching our speech, letting our speech be shaped by who God is for us and what we really believe about Jesus. And yeah, then even just this last week, James kind of coming back to some of those themes, particularly around our words and how our words reveal what we really believe. So, for example, if we really believe that God is the God of truth and we're his followers, then we should be truthful in what we say. People should be able to trust what we say simply because we say it without having to say like, no, 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 I really, really, you can really trust me on this. 
uh, and, and without having to speak in a way to kind of make ourselves look better or to try and get God to, you know, do what we want. Oh, God, I, I really, really promise I'll do this thing if you just get me out of this mess. And then, of course, this big section on uh, prayer uh, as a form of, of course, speech to God. And, and James pointing out that there's no circumstance in life in which we should not be talking to God about what's going on. When we're sick, when we're suffering, when we're in trouble, when we don't know what's going to happen, those are all reasons, those are all times that we should be talking to God. And then at the very end, like the last thing that James concludes with, concluding his whole letter, which again, does not sound like other letters in the New Testament, it was this ultimate the reminder about the ultimate seriousness, the, the, the eternal consequences of our speech. Uh, the reminder that if we see a brother or sister who's wandering away from the truth, wandering away from God, he's put us in that person's life to speak words of truth, to bring them back from sin that leads to destruction and death. And James says, look, this is serious, right? Like your words could be the thing that God uses to lead someone away from a destructive path. Mm -hmm. And that's how he ends the letter. And so, yeah, it's intense, right? Uh, But in a good way. Uh, It's like sitting down with somebody who's farther down the road than we are and it's like, I, we're, we don't have time to be real gentle and polite about this. I just need to tell you some really important things. And I hope you guys are paying attention. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of James. Uh, one, one person said it's sort of like a loving punch to the gut. Um, I, I think that's a good summary. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, so the, I think the big takeaway for us is this is really serious. What James is calling us to, the life that Jesus has called us to, and us trying to live it out in our everyday lives, in our words, in our actions, in our priorities, is so much more important than a lot of the stuff we get wrapped up in and we get anxious about. And uh, James is just kind of trying to grab our attention in the middle of everything else and say, listen, this is really serious. God has called you from death to life. And if you really are alive in Christ, then let's get busy living like it and speaking like it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how do you hope that this book, the study of the book of James transforms our church as a whole? Mm. Well, I, uh, you know, we talked a little uh, Sunday about playing off the idea of, you know, what does it mean to be a radical Christian? And, uh, you know, there was a popular book written a number of years ago, I think by David Platt along those lines. And the idea that, uh, you know, really radical Christians are ones who change the world for Jesus and we're going to do really big things. And yeah, of course God can do that. And, and it's great to have big goals, but, you know, Peter, uh, in another new Testament letter, of course says, make it your business to lead a quiet, godly life. And, so I think James is trying to help us see like a, a radical Christian life, one that's literally radical, rooted in Jesus, it may not necessarily be really big, huge culture changing things, but it can be radically reoriented around 
dependence on Jesus and faithfulness to Jesus in the everyday realities of how we spend our money and how we spend our time and how we talk to one another, how we think about other people mm-hmm. and literally just what we do. Uh, if we're really connected to Jesus, it's going to work out in our work and our home lives and our, our words. And so I, I think that's it. Um, just to, you know, to not be always, you know, maybe not looking around for, oh gosh, you know, I, if I'm not doing some really big thing for Jesus, um, you know, sometimes we can maybe have this kind of feeling about ourselves like, oh, you know, I need to, and, the, and then that can actually become a way of not doing what we could be doing or not focusing on the stuff right in front of us. When I think, James would say the, the, the radical, the big life in Jesus is living out in everyday interactions with other people, this radical transformation that Jesus has done in your life. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff. So before we move on to our study in Proverbs, I have one last loose end I'd like you to tie up. You were talking, you're using the illustration of this car accident in your sermon. What happened to the baby? <laughs> Is the baby okay? Oh uh, yeah, maybe maybe I didn't make that clear enough. Uh, yeah, so I told the story of moving to St. Louis, and I was driving the truck with all our stuff in it, and Amelia was driving our car, and they got hit by someone else, and she was pregnant. I thought I had said like with our second child, which doesn't necessarily mean the child survived, sure, but. He did survive. Uh, she went into labor, uh, started having contractions at five months, but the contractions subsided. Uh, she continued to her pregnancy with uh, Ben, and he was born healthy four months after that. And he graduated from college a couple of years ago and is living in Des Moines. So, okay. yep. Thanks. All right. So we've got this uh, series in Proverbs that we're looking forward to. It's the way of wisdom um, that we're going to be studying. And I'm just wondering if you could give us a big picture of some things that you'd like us to walk away with for our Proverbs series, or just maybe a um, the mindset that we should have entering into the series. And um, I mean, it's good to do this in general, but the reason I'm asking you specifically um, to do this in comfort time is because we're going to be hearing from quite a variety of preachers this summer. And um, they, their messages might feel um, maybe separate from one another because we have a lot of, that's just the nature of having guest preachers. So maybe unify it for us a little bit, if you could. Yeah, sure. Um, Right. So hopefully everyone that's listening in is aware that Pastor Joey and with uh, Jen and Anna are, are on sabbatical this summer. And so part of the way that grant works that he received for that sabbatical was to provide some financial resources to help uh, the church to continue to function while uh, while he's on sabbatical. So yeah, we're going to be blessed to have uh, some people that we don't normally get to hear from and some a number of outside speakers. And uh, thinking about that, um, there we also thought coming out of James, it, it might be good to have a book that gets into even a little more of just some of the practical observations about life and, and direction for us. So Proverbs is, is one of the books that we call uh, one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament. So 
Proverbs and Psalms and Song of Solomon and Ecclesiastes that are that are in a little bit of a unique category of their own. They're not history. They're not recording stuff that happened. It's not a prophetic book. It's a collection of reflections and observations that God has inspired through the writers of the book that help provide guidance and direction for life. Uh, it's a collection of observations about people and life and challenges and temptations and virtue and goals and uh, ways of life to be pursued and ways of life to be avoided. And uh, what does it mean to be wise in uh, how we handle finances and how we raise our kids, how we live in families, how we relate to other people, uh, how we do business, uh, how we think about uh, big issues in the world around us. Uh, it, it's, um, it's instruction on how to navigate through life in a way that's meant to lead to blessing and wholeness and joy for ourselves and for others. And uh, God is the one that is sort of behind all this ultimately. It's God who created us. It's God who rules over this world. It's God who rules in this world. And so to be truly wise, we want to seek his wisdom so that we're aligning ourselves with the way God has intended for life to work. Mm-hmm. Now, in saying that, you know, one of the things we need to remember, and, and hopefully we'll, you know, we'll come back to through this, through this series is, we have to be careful that we're not reading Proverbs as like a series of promises. So for example, there, there are passages that will sound like, well, if you do A, then B will result. That is true in the broadest sense and in the way life normally goes. But it's not usually like God promising, if you do A, then you will definitely get B result. So for example, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. That is true, but it's not an absolute unconditional promise, right? That's the way life. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like exactly. And so we'd love to have the the formula to plug in to get the output. And Proverbs is not a book of formulas to get the output that we want. It's a book of wise observations on on the way life tends to work and that we will be wise to align ourselves with that wisdom. Mm -hmm. Also, there are things in the book of Proverbs that are descriptive more than they are prescriptive. And so to unpack that, it means uh, the writers of of Proverbs are sometimes just saying, this is the way the world works, not even so much, this is the way the world ought to work. Mm-hmm. So there, there's statements like, you know, a, a bribe prospers in the hand of the one who brings it. And the writer of Proverbs is not at all encouraging us to offer bribes. He's just okay. acknowledging that, unfortunately, that's the way the world works. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going into a situation where, you know, you're trying to get someone's favor or get attention or, you know, get some outcome. If there are people who are kind of double dealing behind the scenes, you need to take that into account and adjust your expectations out of that situation. He's not, the writer is not saying, so get in there and, you know, make a better bribe. Uh, He's saying, unfortunately, 
bribes often prosper in the hands of those who bring them. So that's something else that, that we'll encounter in the book to keep in mind too. And uh, so we're gonna hear from a variety of different speakers on all kinds of different things. Um, and, and yet at the core of it, as, as we'll start off this Sunday, there's gonna be a recognition that there is a way of wisdom that, that God points us to that recognizes who he is and the way the world works and who we are. And the ultimate wisdom, of course, is going to be to look to God and to trust in him and to do that in the middle of all these other realities of life around money and family and relationships and business and work and, uh, again, virtues to, virtues to develop and vices to avoid. And uh, so it's, it, it's great for what we're going to be, you know, how we're going to be hearing from a variety of different people over the summer because it's not the kind of book that you would necessarily sit down and just read through chapter after chapter, if I can put it that way. Mm -hmm. It's not like reading through a historical narrative or one of Paul's letters sure. where you're progressing through a logical development of an argument or, you know, King so-and-so did this and then the next King happened. It's a collection of sayings around a whole variety of topics that uh, you could, we, one friend at Faith Church sort of mentioned it, it's almost like your daily vitamins. Uh, and uh, he's taken up the, uh, the discipline of reading through Proverbs every month because there happen to be 31 chapters. Yes. And so he's just like, who do that. yeah, I'm just, I'm going to read a chapter a day. And over the process of doing that, um, I'm hoping that it will not only shape me, but then God will help me bring to mind those wise insights on life that I, that I need when I need them. Yep. That's great. Great. That's a good practice. I've heard of a few people doing that because yes, there are conveniently 31 of them. Yes. Yeah, that's great. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for giving us that overview. And I'm looking forward to our jumping into our new series in the book of Proverbs and hearing from you as well as um, some other people that we're excited to host and have visit. Um, so thanks for your time today. This is our last cut for time, like we mentioned. So we will hopefully, we'll see, be back next fall with cut for time. But in the meantime, enjoy faith stories, listen to the stories of the people in our congregation, pray with them, rejoice with them, mourn with them. And um, mm. thank you for listening to our faith church content. Thanks guys. Thanks Claire. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If this conversation has blessed you in any way, we encourage you to consider sharing it with others. If you ever wish to submit questions to our pastors following their Sunday sermon, you can email your questions to podcast at faithliveitout.org, and we'll do our best to cover the question in the episode. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.